to talk today with Terry Johnston Hamilton. She is owner, founder, um, businesswoman extraordinaire of Apparent Connection. She's a mindfulness and mindset coach, and she just has a beautiful, giving, calming way that I think anyone sitting with her for any amount of time is going to benefit from. I challenge you to lean in and listen and give yourself time and space to just mindfully enjoy. Come on in. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is for you. I am here with the lovely and soulful Terry Johnston Hamilton. Terry is, um, she is an example of mindfulness in the most lovely way. And it's just natural and authentic with her. And I wanted you to meet her today on this podcast and have her talk about what she does, who she is, and um, how important being able to center your mind and body can be uh, during difficult times and even during good times. It's still good to be mindful. So, Terry, you can probably tell much more about you. Tell us who you are. Oh, Heather, thank you for having me on this podcast. I love reconnecting with you. You are just such a beautiful soul yourself, and I am honored to be here. I started my mindfulness journey 10 years ago, and I cannot imagine my life without it. I have shared it with many, many people, and to see the transformation that happens in a very short amount of time is incredible. So I'm a firm believer in having practical ways to use mindfulness, to put it into your daily life without having to spend an hour meditating. If you can meditate for an hour, well, yay, like good for you, but that's not the way I operate. And so I have learned to put at least 10 mindful minutes into my day based on the book that I first read, 10 minutes um, by Goldie Hawn, 10 mindful minutes. And I just said, I can do this. Like as a busy mom, I can put 10 minutes of my day. And now it's just so, so much a part of my daily life. I am mindful when I emptied the dishwasher, which I love to tell people about because I read an article that said it takes five minutes to empty the average dishwasher. And I'm like, is that true? Because I look like I'm always like moaning and groaning about, I got to empty the dishwasher. So I timed it and like on the button, it was five minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to take these five minutes to be mindful while I do this chore. And I really methodically put the dishes away. And if my mind wanders, I just go back to the, what I'm doing at hand because mindfulness is really being present in the moment without judgment and just giving your mind a chance to relax and rejuvenate itself. And so when it's time to empty the dishwasher now, I'm like, yay, I get to empty the dishwasher because I know it's going to be, it's going to be a peaceful time for me. Um, and through everyday activities, like sitting at a stoplight, like that light is not going to turn green any faster <laughs> because you're upset that it's red. So you might as well take some nice mindful breaths and like, okay, I'm safe. I'm here. Traffic's not going any faster. if I'm upset about it. So I've really learned to like, just take things as they come. And I try to give the people that I know the same skills and strategies because it can be learned, which is really a beautiful thing. Wow. It can be learned is such an important statement because it's not natural. Our brain has to be busy 
it has to make sense of everything. And you, you, when I first met Terry, she was working with little kiddos and teaching even little kiddos how to know their mind and body and how stress feels in it. And I was in awe of what if we could have done that for everyone when they were little, we'd be different adolescents or different adults. So can you talk a little bit about the mind and what kind of keeps us from just easily automatically being mindful? Yeah, our the human brain is has a negativity bias. Um, 80% of the thoughts that we have are negative. And we really have to put intention behind putting positive thoughts into our brains. Um, it was the way our humans survived because they had to be alert all of the time. You know, they were looking for wild animals. They were looking for food. They, We were looking for danger. And so that's the reptilian part of our brain that is still active in human beings. So the fact that we have a negativity bias, 90% of the thoughts that we have today are the same that we had yesterday. We keep this cycle of negativity going without even being consciously aware of it. So to bring intention to, you know what, I am going to put some positive thoughts into the world. I love to start it in the morning. I have a gratitude practice before I get out of bed. It's like name three things that I'm grateful for. And honestly, very often it's my warm, cozy bed because not everybody has a warm, cozy bed. So I'm really grateful to be waking up. And then it could be something as simple as, you know, I'm so grateful for my husband or I'm so grateful for my children, but it can be, I'm so grateful that I'm going to take a nice warm shower. There's so many things that can come to mind. And when you start your day off on a positive note, Mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. And now it's automatic. I just wake up and I think positive thoughts before my feet hit the ground. And it's just by doing it over and over and over again that your brain is like, oh, yeah, it expects that. It's looking for good things. And when we look for good things, we find good things. Yeah. Oh, I say that all the time that the brain automates what you do. And if you keep doing it, it automates it for you. It thinks it's helping. It's like, oh, she always thinks about chicken. She's always going to think about chicken. So yeah, I love that you shared it that way because I think, and, and what would you say to those who are in circumstances that are challenging and difficult and, and they think positive isn't, isn't a thing. It's I'm, I'm unable to. Yeah. Like just do it baby steps, like look around And just look for three simple things that you have that other people might not have, right? So do you have a favorite coffee mug? Are you able to make a cup of coffee in the morning? Mm. Um, You can look out at the sun. Everybody can look out at nature. Nature is very, very grounding. Um, But we take for, many of us take for granted what we have, like we flip a light switch and the lights come on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty amazing for a huge population of the world. They don't have that. We have most of us who are probably listening to this number one, have a computer or some source of technology. You Mm -hmm. probably have hot running water. So what are the things that we take for granted in our lives? And I'm not negating negative emotions. We We all experience them. They need to be acknowledged, but we also can put positive bits and pieces into our life without um, a lot of work. We just have to have the intention that we want to. Mm, I I like that. And and I think 
the term toxic positivity has come out and it's getting misused mm-hmm. around, you know, Kessler kind of started the conversation with saying, David Kessler saying, just use it in the right, when it's used inappropriately or without compassion, positivity, that's, that's toxic positivity. But you, what you're talking about, it's a balance of UK, you pay attention to things that are hard and you still can find a positive space in your mind or, or body. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the easiest ways to ground yourself is to go outside. It literally grounds you to be on the ground. And so if you just need to take a couple of minutes to just stand out and look at the wonder around us, even in the winter, like the sparkling snow or the bare trees that miraculously are going to have beautiful leaves on them again. Um, I love to go for listening walks. And by that, I mean, You're just paying attention to the sounds that you hear as you walk. So it could be that you hear your footsteps. It could be that you hear a jet going by. You could hear birds. You could hear acorns falling. It's just giving that intention to what do I hear for a few minutes instead of popping in the ear pods, going as fast as you can. (laughs) Like just take a couple minutes to literally ground yourself in it is absolutely magical in my world. (laughs) Just just amazing how it can really help us. So it doesn't have to be hours of trying to be upbeat and positive. It's gathering those into your day. And then it just becomes like this wave of, yeah, how lucky am I? How lucky am I? Wow. I, I completely agree. Nature just even taking your shoes off when it's not snowy, or even if it is snowy, if you want to, I, you know, people do things (laughs) to feel the ground. Sure. And that walking mindfully like that, just listening, I'm going to, I might steal that idea and share that with others. That's a great, please, please do. Absolutely. Talk about what um, brought you to this space because you've evolved over the years where you are now, what you're doing now, isn't the same as where you started. So talk about that journey a little bit. Okay. So originally I was an elementary school teacher. I always wanted to work with the littles and I did that for a short amount of time. Then I had two boys of my own and as they were growing, I was missing education and I decided to go back to get my master's in counseling, which I did. I did not become a licensed mental health counselor because I was steering away from trauma. That's not my specialty. I will admit that's not my specialty. Um, So I became a school guidance counselor, which I absolutely loved. Um, I met with the classrooms. I went in and taught kindness and compassion and how to be a good friend and talked about emotions. And I loved that. I also did small groups with children and I met with the teachers and the parents and it was all really very lovely until it wasn't. (laughs) And I had to make a decision to to leave um, because of some trauma that had happened to a child and it was making me incredibly sad. And I also was sad that I didn't have enough time to work with the parents, the teachers, and the children. It was like just very um, restrictive. Like, you know, in 45 minutes, I might not be done talking about a child about their emotions. And so I decided that I was going to open up my own business with no business experience. And I'm like, I'm going to make this work. I am just going to make this work. So I opened up my office in Bedford, New Hampshire. 
um, and where I was working with parents and teachers and children and really teaching them about mindfulness, which I found when I was building my business, um, 10 Mindful Minutes by Goldie Hawn again. And I just started incorporating a mind up curriculum and teaching children about their brains and their the amygdala that causes you know, the reactions of our emotions and their prefrontal cortex and their hippocampus. And they loved it. They just loved being able to talk about their brains. It gives them and it gives us so much power. when We understand a little bit about how our brains work. And I adored my practice. It was, um, it was in person for seven years until COVID hit. And when COVID hit in March of 2020, I came home and really struggled because I wasn't going to be seeing clients and I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't know anything about the virtual world. So really about three months of like sitting and watching other people, I'm like, all right, you're going out of business or you're coming virtual. And I actually love being a virtual coach because I can meet people anywhere. Like it doesn't have to be in Bedford or Manchester, New Hampshire, Um, And I have found it just incredibly opening and I don't work with the littles anymore because it's hard for them on Zoom, but love working with teenagers, the highly motivated ones who want to get into college, but put a lot of stress on themselves for grades and being the captain of the crew team and add COVID. And it's a lot. I love working with them. I also love working with highly motivated women who, once again, are spinning all the plates and juggling all the balls and may or may not be a mom, but, you know, they're balancing work and home life. Um, They're motivated, a lot of entrepreneurial women. And then um, parents. I still have my love for parents, you know, who really want to help their kids and Mm -hmm. really want to be the best parents they can be so their kids can thrive. That's where I've transformed too. And um, loving it. I love that. I, I'm going to say also speaker for hire on your website. I, that blew me away because I know when we first met, like you said, you just, you just jumped into this thing and, you know, I don't even want to do the BNI or I don't want to even do that. Right. You, you've come into a sense of confidence and a sense of self. I can just through all of this. It's so neat to watch. Thank you. I do love, as you might notice, I do love to talk. (laughs) (laughs) And if I can brighten somebody's day, then I, I want to do that. So thank you for that recognition. Oh, oh my gosh. No, it's so great. (laughs) Um, Talk. Can you say a little bit about when you're working with career women, entrepreneurs themselves, or, you know, already set in their career? I think we have a society that gives the message we're selfish if we stop and take care of ourselves or are compassionate to ourselves and mindful and those sort of things. Can you say a little bit about how that is for you and sharing with them to, to go to that next level of finding their self, their sense of self and who they are? Yeah. So what I tell them is the most important thing is to take care of themselves so they can be the best person that they can be as a, as a mom or as a partner or at their job. If we don't take care of ourselves, it's really hard to be our best in any other part. And I do emphasize that it doesn't take hours to do this. Mm -hmm. Like there is self-care that can 
brighten your day. You might just stop and get some flowers for yourself mm-hmm. and just, just enjoy that. You can take a warm shower that is self-care, right? And that you're actually paying attention to the water on your back and the sensations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important for them to realize that if they're not feeling their best, they can't put their best foot forward. And usually when they reach out, they're at a breaking point. Mm. And I want to get them before they're at their breaking point. I want to say like self-care and self-compassion helps you to be a a better person for every single person you bump into, to Mm. every person that you see, those that you love and we have been living in a society. It's like work, 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 work. But as human beings, we need to rest. And mindfulness is a beautiful way to rest your body and your mind. It just is, especially your mind. It just gives it that break to really become more focused and creative. And how beautiful is that? Yeah. Oh, I I like that. We giving ourselves permission to do it seems to be the first step. And when you get, get those clients that are just, they're at their breaking point and it's such an ironic cycle. If we were preventive and proactive before getting to that and the thing that we're trying to get to requires filling ourselves up. Absolutely. I totally a hundred percent, 110% agree with you. We really need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And then, you know, that includes lots of things like drinking plenty of water and getting exercise, but it also includes the brain. It absolutely includes your mind and your mindset. And I'm a huge believer in positive psychology. I'm working on a certification for it right now because it fascinates me how positive just breeds more positive, just as negativity breeds negativity. You know, when you walk in a room, if there's negative energy in there, like it hits you really, really fast and it takes more positive energy to get that feeling. And when you can spread it, it's like, what a gift. gift. And it takes less energy to smile than to frown. Absolutely. There's science behind that. Yeah. There's definitely science behind it. And children laugh like three to 500 times a day and adults laugh about a 10th of that. So just getting those good hormones out by yeah. laughing and not taking life so seriously every minute. Like there's lots to be serious about. I'm not diminishing the stress. There's a lot of stress out there. Our lives are stress-filled. And that's why I think it's so important to intentionally put those positive images, visualizations, your mindset, Mm. being grateful, all of those things are going to help with us with the stress that comes at us on a regular basis. Yeah. And I think our, just like our body craves certain foods, if we're lacking in nutrients, our mind craves certain things. I think about the hours I just saw a statistic on the hours people spend on TikTok and a lot of the TikTok videos are humor and that looking for that laugh in the day. I I see people then craving that. I've got to go watch something funny or, you know, the the resurgence in people watching the office or friends or, you know, the comedies of the day. And and that's really interesting. I think our minds are craving relief and, and joy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. What is 
the most rewarding piece of what you do for you? The most rewarding piece is watching the transformation of my clients who usually start out very stressed. And within a very short amount of time, they are actually implementing skills that they're like, you know what, Terry, I used that calming stone and I like it worked. Like they're fascinated by the fact that it works. I'm like, yeah, honestly, like the skills that I teach, they work for most people. And if it one doesn't work, then another's going, we're going to find another one. And I love being able to individualize to my client base, um, what it is that they need, because it's all about their goals. How do they want to feel? I'm taking them from where they are now to where they want to be, which is different than being a therapist where we, you know, you go backwards and kind of find out how you got there. And there is a need absolutely for both. I'm just the one that likes to take them from where they are now. And what is that what would they like their life to feel like? And when I see that they're making progress and they can feel it, it's just amazingly rewarding. It's just watching the transformation is just fascinating. Wow. I love that there's such a um, intention on being customizing whatever it is that you're doing to where someone's at. And for some people, if they've got that anxious mind, telling them to sit and meditate in a way that empties the mind that's overwhelming that's stressful yes it it was for me like I'm like I don't think like I love the idea of meditation but the thought of like actually finding all of that quiet time was like that that doesn't seem possible to me so this is like this is a practical way to put it into into your life and Mm -hmm. if you can go on and be a great meditator like kudos like I am like I am enamored by that. It just isn't how I operate. And so I really try to to share with people, like we all find different ways. And, you know, yoga is great for some people, not for others. Walking is great for some people and not for others. Running is great. So it's what, what worked really well for you? Like what brings you joy? What do you, are you passionate about? Because I bring all of that out in each person that I work with because we've got it inside of us. So why not bring it out to the surface and actually enjoy it? Right. Once you teach the brain, we're going to do it differently. It comes on board with you. It starts to do it, but you have to tell it till you have that muscle memory. Yeah. If I were going to start this practice, what is, what is a suggestion for a first step for someone? Because we're doing the daily differently on the podcast. We are doing the daily differently. That's right. I love it. I would say the easiest way is to start with gratitude. What are you grateful for? And it doesn't have to be a long practice. It could be in your mind, three things that you're grateful for. There's magic in threes. And so if you do three things, I am a big proponent of gratitude journals. So really jotting them down Mm -hmm. is helpful. But if you don't feel like you can do that, then start with it in your mind. The beauty of a gratitude journal is number one, it doesn't take long. You you can say, I am so grateful for the sun, the moon, and the stars right now. Or I am really grateful. Like I saw a huge, beautiful buck deer in my backyard today. I'm like, how beautiful is that? That it's just like laying in the woods 
you know, very camouflaged. My husband saw it. I'm like, wow, like to see nature like that. So I could write, you know, I saw a deer in the woods. I could write, you know, I loved my breakfast cereal this morning. (laughs) It's very simple. And my clients learn that it doesn't take a long time. It's just having that little notebook near you where you remember it. And the beauty of a gratitude journal is when you're having a tough day, or you're having a tough moment, you can go back and look and go, yeah, I really enjoyed that peanut butter and jelly sandwich the other day. (laughs) I know it wasn't the most nutritious, but it was delicious, right? So it gives you the ability to look back and see. And when you start scrolling through those, you're like, how can you not smile? Mm -hmm. That's a double negative, but it makes you smile. Mm -hmm. It really does. So I would say that would be the easiest way to do the daily differently is to Mm -hmm. just add that gratitude in because that's giving you feel good hormones and it really works. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I like that idea also of doing it maybe as a family or doing it, having, teaching your kids to do that. Cause I think of the diaries I wrote when I was 11 and they were not, I'm thankful for the brook running in the backyard or something like that. Right. They were, I hate this person. This person hates me. Right. And now particularly youth, the 24 seven connection to, to everybody seeing everything you do and say, and how you're included or not included. And so to teach that, so I'm, I'm throwing out for the listeners, incorporate that for yourself. And then I challenge you to sort of put that into the, the family or the friend circle that you have and encourage each other together. Absolutely. It's great conversation starters at dinner. Yeah. Sometimes dinner is like, gets a little quiet. It's like, what are you grateful for today? Mm-hmm. Everybody gets a chance to share. And yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing when you actually ask somebody what I hear. It's beautiful. It's truly right. beautiful. Right. And I, I read a study years ago that they put a group of, of people in a room and they were told they're not allowed to say anything negative. They can only talk about positive things. And then they put a group in another room to say, you can only talk about negative things. And the the things that they assessed, heart rate and mood and all sorts of things after those, those two events, which one do you think came out feeling a little bit better about going into their day? Yeah, I know for sure, without a doubt, yeah. which one we're going to be focused and clear and excited about going on with their day. Yeah. Yeah, positivity just works. It does. And it's, it's pretty phenomenal once you start looking for it. You don't have to look for the negative. There's plenty of that to go around. You're looking for the positive. And like you said, the brain finds that as a way to protect, but we're not necessarily needing that the same way as, as the dark ages. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What is the most challenging part of the work you do, either in your own practice or, or when you're working with others? That's a good question. I think I've learned who my client base is. Um, I was working with um, some clients that actually weren't ready for the work in the idea of, and I'm talking about the teenagers, they, they were not motivated to make changes. And I found out that that was not my, that was not my ideal client. Um, you know, the ones that are not sure what they want to do, the ones that are kind of floundering, um, those are not my people. And so I felt badly 
because I want to help. I want to help people. But the most important thing about my client base is like, you want to change. You want to make it, you want to make a conscious effort to feel better. Mm -hmm. And that is really what's most important. It's like, you want to feel better. So if you're not motivated to feel better, then I'm not the right person for you. If you do want to feel better, then mm-hmm. like, come on board. I would love the opportunity to chat. Yeah. Well, it's like stages of change, right? And you have to work in your gifting. And so if you know your, your gifting is working with somebody who's in that planning stage and action stage, then that's okay. i I have fun with the pre-contemplative teen and I, (laughs) and that's exactly who I would send them to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But we're all doing what we're doing for a reason. So it's not to say anybody belongs or doesn't belong. It's the, you know, everybody, right. Absolutely. Everybody has their gifts and everybody has, what they're really good at. And so like my heart wants to help everybody, but that's not reality. Right. So um, yeah, I think that was probably my biggest challenge, just learning who my ideal clients are. Sure. Well, for you, how do you get your oxygen mask on before you put it on others? What do you do for you? I hear you saying th- the dishwasher piece. That's cool. I'm not sure I'm ever going to be excited about my dishwasher. I'm going <laughs> to try. Actually, I'm doing a load right now. So after this, I will try to do it differently when I empty it. But for you, what do you do to pour into yourself? Um, once again, it's my daily gratitude in the morning. That sets my day off right. I also, um, I love my hot shower in the morning. So that is part of my morning routine. I take the time and I tell my clients this too, like you buy the shampoo that you love because it smells really good, right? But we typically don't even take the time to notice it. So I put the shampoo in my hands and I actually mindfully smell it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I bought the shampoo. And then I wash my hands. So it's really a morning ritual of very deliberate, calm start to my morning. And then the rest of the day falls into place. And so when, you know, stress comes, um, doing what I share with my clients. I'm taking a walk outside if I need to. I'm taking a break from the computer. I'm taking a break um, from anything that is causing me stress and just really sitting with it and saying, okay, like these feelings are real. I'm not denying my feelings, but to keep my cup full, it's really that morning ritual for me. And once again, when I go to bed at night, I do the same thing with the gratitude. It's like, what three things am I grateful for today? Like what happened today that was really fulfilling? Because I feel like when you wake up on the good side, on the sunny side, and you go to bed in a calm way, like your day is going to be better. Your right. Your really going to be better. Wow. I know I, I constantly mention how we would take a toddler and give them a bath and a nice warm blanket and a book before sending them to bed. And that if we did that sort of nurturing to ourselves. Absolutely. I love that analogy, Heather. Yes. Okay. So we were talking a little bit before we hit the record button, but COVID, a very negative quote unquote for many people, the experience of it. Others, I I love my um, introverted friends that have said, I love COVID. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) It's like it just validated their introversion. Um, I made up the word, but the positivity that has come out of it for you. Talk about that. 
Okay. So I never expected to be a virtual coach. I absolutely didn't. I love in-person. I love people. Um, but I had to make the decision to go online to, in order to continue with my practice. And I have found so much to be thankful for because of Zoom. I have met people from across the country. They don't have to be from my specific region. I have met friends, close, close um, interactions with people that never would have happened if I hadn't been, let's say, forced or encouraged to go online. And so I have met beautiful women and beautiful networking groups. And I feel so, let's use the word blessed. I really feel blessed about these conversations that would not have happened because I wouldn't be out seeking them. I wouldn't be out looking for that human contact. And it's not quite the same as being in person, but it's absolutely extended the people that I I can reach and who can reach me. And so I take that as a big positive, an absolute big positive. I'm so grateful for technology in that regard. Um, it lets me stay connected with my family. It lets me stay connected with my friends. It lets me stay connected with people that are like-minded and I can reach more clients. And so it's really definitely been a positive, an unexpected positive, which is <laughs> kind of the best kind. <laughs> right, right. No matter what the weather is, you can still get to work that day. I can. And um, I would consider myself an extrovert. I'm sort of on the introvert extrovert line, but I've, I've become more extroverted, as you had said, like, I love speaking with people, and I can reach more. So how wonderful is that? That's so great. That's so great. Ah, Okay, when you start your day and you go and you get online and you do the thing and then you end your day, do you have something specific you do that transitions you from work back to personal space? I, I have an exercise I give my clients to do, but do you have something that you do that says, here I am, Terry at home, here I am, Terry at work, and here I am, Terry back at home? You know, they're really blended throughout the day for me. Um, I try really hard to have um, space in between each client. And so that I have that ability to regroup and become um, Terry, Terry, who's Terry and is grounded. And so because I work from my home and because I get to take care of my own schedule, I will schedule time in between my work during the day in order to take a break. So my clients aren't backed up, you know, 12 to 1, 1 to 2, it's like 12 to 1, and then 1.30 to 2.30. So I put those in through throughout my day, and that has been successful for me um, so that, you know, I can, I can kind of float in and out of that, and I feel really happy that I'm able to do that in the comfort of my own home and my office. You know, I do leave the office space when I'm having Terry time, like I'm being... <laughs> you know, and doing the other things, but it's actually quite lovely to be able to get some other things done and then regroup and, and focus on my clients. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. love to hear what your, what your exercise is. Well, I learned how to make a lot of bread. So that was fun. I made the same recipe all the time, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I gotta be here, I must well figure it out. Um, 
what I try to do if, if I'm feeling that kind of the energy needs to shift and what I've, I've given to others is get up in the morning and go get, do your morning routine as if you were leaving for the office and actually get in your car and drive around the block or drive and get a coffee and come back to the home, do your work piece. And then when you're done, your work for the day, because some people are that true, still nine to five if they're remote. When you're done, close the computer, leave the house as if you were leaving the office, get in the car, go for a little ride, run an errand or whatever you might typically do on your way home from work and then come home. And it, it leaves a reset for the brain. Cause I know if I go into a certain spot in my home that has a pellet stove and a couch in the middle <laughs> of the day and I sit there, my brain goes, Oh, we're done. It's like, Oh no, we're not though. <laughs> I love that Heather. And that's the, that's the mind, like that building that habit and building that consistency. Um, that is really cool. I'll have to, I'll have to try that one day and see if that really makes a difference. Oh, well, you balance yours out differently during the day. So it's worked for you. And I, I love, I love giving yourself permission to make it work for you and for you to even say, I'm doing work that fulfills me, not just work for the paycheck. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think more of us, if we said that to ourselves, we would be bringing very different things into the world. I'm with you on that. I want people to be passionate about what they do. And sometimes it takes years before you can actually step into that. But that visual of what you want and what your gifts are, I love to share with people um, the fact that they do have gifts because they forget that. And um, when you start using, you know, what you're good at, what, what are your gifts? Like, it's amazing. You start saying nice things to yourself because self-negative self-talk can be very, very negative. And I really, really believe that if you can say nice things in your head, like they're going to be, they're going to be helpful. Mm. Mm. And I love that you do vision boards. It helps people sort of set the GPS for, they know whether they're on, on route or not. I love my vision board workshops. I have so much fun, especially when clients are like, like it all, they all came true except one. I'm like, we'll just put that one back on the vision board if it's important to you, because, you know, vision boards don't have a time frame. but, you know, there's one lady in particular, she's like, I can't wait like to do another vision board with you because everything but one thing came true. And I'm like, yeah, when you're, it's your reticular activating system in your brain is looking for what you want. You're going to see it, right? You're going to see it. And so I did this exercise um, with Dana Wild. She's a brain trainer. And uh, she's like, find something, you know, pick something that you're going to see, like pick something you want to see. And so I picked, I picked roses because I like roses. She gave us like three things to pick from. I'm like, I'm going to pick roses. and. I was amazed at how many roses I have in my house that I never knew that were there. Like my grandmother gave me this teapot and I knew it was a flower on there, but it's this beautiful pink rose. And my bedspread has these tiny little flowers on it on the opposite side. And I'm like, those are roses. Like I never imagined like seeing so many roses, but it's because your brain is looking for it. And it's, it just sees it just like, like if you buy a car, then, then you see those cars, like, you buy, you know, a beautiful car, you're going to see hundreds of the same car yeah. because your brain is in tune to it. So um, yeah, that little reticular activating system in your brain is looking for what you want it to look for. And so 
Yeah. Look, look for the positive. Do the daily differently, as Heather would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, I love that. That it, that feels tangible. I think the other part of, of being mindful, people believe, is it's out there. It's something someone else does. It's too big. And that, what you just said, what you're looking for, if I'm looking to enjoy emptying my dishwasher, maybe that enjoyment will show up. If I'm looking to just check it off the list and be miserable about it, that's exactly what will show up. Yes. Yeah. I try when I do my dishwasher, like to put the plates in just quietly and to put everything in. So it's just like, it's kind of an exercise and like, what can I do? Right. What can I do? And just pay attention and give my brain a break. So you may not love it, but it might be more fun than you think it is. (laughs) Gentle housework. That's fun. I always offer to give up housework for Lent, but nobody like is nobody's going for that. (laughs) That's hysterical. I'm so glad that we did this and I appreciate you so much. And this could go for hours because you just have so many wonderful things. But can I ask you to close us out with a grounding exercise that people could take out and put into their day after listening to this? Oh, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. So I would just ask the listeners if they're in a position that they can um, easily just sit up comfortably, shoulders relaxed and their feet grounded on the floor And if they can, just close their eyes and just begin to notice their breathing as breathing is the most important thing that we do. Although we don't normally think about it, it oxygenates our bodies and our minds and can bring calm to each and every day. So let's take three mindful breaths together. And as we do, Inhale positive energy and exhale negative thoughts. Inhale rejuvenation and exhale stress. And inhale once more, knowing your body's doing exactly what it needs to do and exhale any frustration. You can move your head from side to side, releasing any tension in your neck or muscles. And you may open your eyes at any time and know that you can center yourself with breathing anytime, any day, and even one beautiful inhale and exhale that you're paying attention to will give you the time to respond as opposed to react. And I am so grateful for this opportunity, Heather, to share with you and your audience. And I am so glad we had this time together. I am so glad. I am so calm. I'm not doing any chores now. (laughs) You can give yourself permission not to. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. How can people find you? They've listened to this and they think, oh, Terry feels like someone I want to kind of meet. How can they find you? They can find me at apparentconnection.com. It's A-P-P-A-R-E-N-T, connectionsingular.com. And if they want to talk, I offer a complimentary initial call to see if I can be of service to them. And I would love it. I would just love it. Oh, I'm going to put the link in, in the 
podcast notes so people will know. And I can't thank you enough. This this is it's so fun and enriching and motivating to be with others that are just wanting the best for everyone around them. And I appreciate you so much. Likewise. Well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Okay. Thank I'm going to stop record, but we're still going to chat. Hold on. Okay. Wow. I am so relaxed. What a wonderful time with Terry. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and that maybe you share it with others who could find some strategies to bring tangible mindfulness into their day. Thank you as always for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.